Welcome to the Life Right Here, Inner Medicine Tools for Present Moment Living. I'm your host, Emma Waters, yoga teacher, educator, and inner medicine coach. We'll explore all things yoga, Ayurveda, and contemplative practice to give you practical tools and insight to reduce overwhelm, soothe the nervous system, and remind you of who you are at your core, right here in this moment. The Life Right Here is your weekly prescription of peace, presence, and power. Let's tune in. Welcome to episode 20 of the Life Right Here podcast. I'm your host, Emma Waters. We made it to 20 episodes this year. Woohoo! I'm so proud. <laughs> it feels like a good round number, a milestone to end the year with. And first up, excuse my kind of husky deep voice this morning. I'm currently sitting in my bed, smashing this episode out to get to you this week before holidays officially begin and some of my family arrives on the North Coast on Friday and before builders start smashing out (laughs) in these final days before Christmas, hopefully, our home yoga space this morning in the carport at our house adjoining our back deck. This is a massive thing too, as I thought this was going to be done early this year. The builders had done our deck and we're about to start on the yoga room and then the floods hit. So they've been out at Lismore rebuilding people's houses. So it feels exciting and very much of a blessing to have them try and get this done before Christmas. They haven't shown up yet, but I'm still hopeful. (laughs) I have plans to do one-on-one yoga sessions in that space, small group workshops as well, and some online offerings. So stay tuned. This is our final episode for 2022, and I've actually decided to do a more personal episode for our final one. The end of year is a great time to reflect on the year that was and to celebrate the wins and process the lessons, the lessons that you've learned that you'll take forward into the new year. It's been a massive year for so many of us, well, a massive few years. (laughs) The last few years have been really hectic. Don't you agree? And I think it's always powerful to process, but also celebrate because in with the hectic nature or heaviness of a year, there's always some gems. There's always things to celebrate if we turn our mind to those. And then we can move into 2023 with a clean slate. So I just wanted to share a couple of wins some challenges, and then overall learnings that I'll be taking into next year. And I encourage you to do the same for yourself. Take some time to reflect, to celebrate even those small wins and dream or create a vision for your coming year so that you can start to take action towards achieving that vision. I'm going to start with the challenges because the first one in particular is pretty heavy and I'm a warning, I might become emotional in kind of discussing this. I haven't really discussed it a lot. And then we can end the 
session, the podcast with a, a positive celebratory high. And some lessons. So I have to say the biggest challenge of this year was the devastating floods that annihilated northern New South Wales in February. An impact that is still being felt by many people, particularly in Lismore and surrounds. In those first few days after the water engulfed our communities, I don't think I've ever felt more helpless. But also, I've never felt more proud as communities banded together because we realised no one else was coming. Well, not for a while. I'm already getting emotional. (laughs) South Golden Beach, where I teach yoga, was hit really badly. And I somehow ended up organising volunteers along with a number of other incredible women from the hall where I teach. We organised them to go out in teams and find out what people needed and who was most badly hit. It was utterly overwhelming. And I remember thinking, doesn't the Red Cross do this? (laughs) Who's coming to help us? Surely they'll be here soon. There was no internet and no phone for most people for a few days. I can't even remember how long, but it seemed like a long time. So you can imagine how hard it was to coordinate or even to know, is someone else doing this as well somewhere else and we're overlapping? But we just forged ahead and the word spread that we were at the hall. When internet came back, I was getting frantic messages from other parts of Australia asking about elderly relatives. Can we check on them? They didn't know if they were alive. It was, for want of a better word, an absolute shit fight. Excuse my language. I remember looking down the street at South Golden on about the third day of doing this and in front of every house were the entire contents of people's lives piled up, covered in mud to be taken to the rubbish dump. And there was this army helicopter flying low and loud, which was such a relief to see. But I just thought, this must be a dream. Can I just wake up now? It was like an apocalypse movie. And my house was fine. My family was safe. But many of my students were hit. I decided to change the focus of my support so as to be there for people in my yoga community and keep some level of consistency happening there as an anchor when everything else was so unstable. And also the support was beginning to arrive from further afield. It took a ridiculously slow amount of time to get there, but it was coming through. But Lismore, that was just a whole other level of devastation. Excuse me. And that heaviness, the tragedy, and just really it was feelings of abandonment. (sighs) That scarred the northern rivers, and it's going to take 
a long time to heal. But I do feel in the last month that there has been a shift, which is so wonderful. I'm in awe of people's resilience. And this wasn't just challenging either in the ways described, but for my business as well. When your whole home has been flooded or that of your neighbours, yoga is not usually on most people's list of priorities. And it took some strong mindset on my part and a belief that this practice is one that can support people through really challenging times of life to even keep marketing my classes. I had to back my belief in that and really see it as a way to serve others who were reeling from such an event on the back of COVID. Like it's just been a shocker. (laughs) Excuse me. My sniffly nose. I promise I won't cry the whole podcast. (laughs) And actually a student, a friend of mine spoke up at the end of our last class last Saturday. And she's just said, thank you, Emma. You've been an anchor to us. Just knowing that you'd be here every week was very comforting. (laughs) I'm going to cry again. (laughs) And that it takes a lot of discipline to commit to being here every week. She's a yoga teacher herself and she knows what that takes to keep showing up. You know, when numbers are low or people can't come because their house is gone, it is tough, but it's also been amazing. And nothing stays that way forever. Our lives move in cycles And things will shift again and they are shifting. A second challenge this year, not quite as heavy, (laughs) but, but very painful too, has been a wobbly mindset at times. You know, putting yourself out there more to offer your services, to start a podcast. And then at the end of this year, I was invited to be part of a, really it's a special group of alumni from Beautiful You Coaching Academy where I trained as a coach. And we were to discuss various topics based on the content of the Beautiful You curriculum. And we would be filmed on Zoom as part of the course delivery for starting from next year so that the trainees have this content brought to life. It was at the time that I teach my Thursday yoga class, but my students graciously accepted a temporary change in start time and I was able to participate. But I'd get home from yoga class with about three minutes to log on and get started. It was a stretch, but I was keen to say yes to it as the founder of Beautiful You, Julie Parker, is such an inspiration to me that I just wanted to be in her orbit. (laughs) But after the first couple of sessions with these amazing humans, I started to compare how I looked to how everyone else looked because the other participants were just so polished and professional and many with like gorgeous background settings, like a beautiful candle or a plant or inspirational quotes. They just looked incredible, which I was not surprised by. The aesthetic of the Beautiful You Coaching Academy is very feminine and beautiful and actually when I trained with them I really just went with my gut feeling 
as the pink, it's quite pink and gold and floral. It's just not something I would ordinarily be drawn to. Um, and if you've ever been in my presence, you would know that. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to these gorgeous coaches on the training calls. Uh, then I started to have tech issues. I've got a new phone and a new computer and just things were not syncing up properly. To cut a long story short, it came to the point on one call where they could not hear me and had to get someone else to answer my question on the spot without preparation. And I just felt absolutely mortified. I was holding back tears for the rest of the call and it took every ounce of strength to not hit that red leave meeting button and fall into a heap. I just felt so embarrassed, unprofessional, and on top of the wobbly mindset around what I looked like, I just fell into what can only be described as a shame spiral. I cried for most of that day. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And I was so mean to myself. Just watching the negative self-talk play out was incredibly hurtful, actually. I thought I'd left that behind me years ago. The hardest thing was that you enter into an invitation like that, wanting to be impressive and just show that their confidence in you to do it is founded. And I just felt like I was falling short. Anyway, what was super challenging turned into a very well-timed lesson in stepping up because I'm building the online side of my coaching business. I have to have my technology sorted and show up in a way that is impressive and considered. I thought going into it, I was going to be showing up in my brand new yoga space, looking bloody gorgeous. (laughs) But the floods have heavily delayed that building work, as I mentioned, and I had to show up from the floor of my bedroom. And I did show up. And in the end, I was proud of staying and of upping my commitment to my own branding and aesthetic ongoing because It's important. However, I've also come to believe, remember, remind myself in a compassionate way that I am very capable and what I offer is high value despite my less than perfect hair and my dodgy eyebrows. And I hope that this doesn't come off as a criticism of the coaches who were showing up in that professional and beautiful way. It's not at all. I was in awe of it and it held a mirror to my shabbiness for want of a better word, but also the depth of their contributions and the heart in that group was the most important thing, but it got me thinking of ways to improve via a very painful day of comparison. (laughs) I think that's enough on the challenges. Those were definitely the two that really stood out. There are obviously more. Um, overall this year has taken a lot of energy and determination, but it's been so worth it to be living a life I've dreamed of and bringing work to the world that feels on purpose and aligned to my values. Now to the celebrations. I'll be a little bit quicker with these and I'll mostly just list them. These are the things I'm proud of that I've done or achieved this year. And these don't have to be massive things. Some of them are big for me. But I encourage you to celebrate even things that you think are small. 
because everything adds up. So the first thing is completing the spiritual business mistress mind with Beck Cazillo as my business coach this year. It was a huge commitment and the first time I've really substantially invested in my business and it was so wonderful and I love Beck and I'll be working on going with her in 2023. For me, the biggest support has been with mindset, self-belief and also to just have that person who's got your back and is cheering you on the whole time. Coaching is so powerful. There's accountability, but also someone to pick you up if you have an epic fail. (laughs) I'm proud of supporting my community through those floods and surviving as a business during not only COVID, but a catastrophic natural disaster. Seriously, nothing will stop me. (laughs) I've begun building the one-to-one coaching side of my business with new clients throughout the year and absolutely love supporting women to live with more presence, peace, and power. What a gift. I've run a yoga intensive every season this year, a winter retreat day, yin workshops every month, four classes a week, and a half-day mini retreat, so my new offerings will continue into 2023. Starting with a yin and mantra medicine session in Sydney at Avalon Yoga Co-op on January 15th, It's almost sold out, actually. I'm stoked. And this year we'll see the addition of two three-day retreats, one here in northern New South Wales at a place called Nobby's Creek from the 16th to 19th of March. I'll leave more info in the show notes about that. Also in October, hopefully in the Blue Mountains west of Sydney. So stay tuned for those. I'd love listeners of the podcast to come together on those. I'm also proud of my work as a mum this year and the past few years. Shout out to all the mums who've supported their kids through some incredibly challenging times and always put others first. It's been a hell of a ride. Now my baby's going to high school, feeling excited and confident. It feels amazing. We have to give ourselves credit as mums and look at all the little things we do that contribute to a wonderful society. And finally, this podcast. I had a secret desire for many years to host a podcast and I'm so proud that it's finally here and that people are listening to it and benefiting from it. And a friend said the other day, you have a real gift in. And my response at that sort of comment is to look awkwardly at the ground and try and just deflect it. But I said to her, you know, actually, you wouldn't use that word gift if you didn't mean it. She's a school teacher. School teachers don't use that word lightly. (laughs) So I'm going to take those words as such a beautiful gift myself. I'm going to get emotional again. (laughs) Social media. You've got no idea how your words and encouragement spur me on to continue this because it is a lot of work to do weekly. I love it, but it does take a bit of time. So knowing that you're there listening makes it all worthwhile. I've got lots planned for this little podcast next year, including some wonderful guest interviews starting in January. So be sure to jump back in then. And finally, my learnings for 2022. These are my message to myself to take into 2023. Emma, 
you can and must do things that are challenging. Expand your capacity gradually so that you can hold and do things that you thought you couldn't. You are very capable. Keep stepping up. Trust M that you can achieve the vision you have for your life and business. Comparing yourself gets you nowhere. (laughs) Trust the divine timeline that is playing out. Just keep taking the next step. Your presence and commitment is an anchor to others. I think these learnings, some of which were delivered in a very painful way to me, can be applied to anybody's life. Don't you? I'm going to read them again for you. And where can you apply those to your life? Dear listener, you can and must do things that are challenging. Expand your capacity gradually so that you can hold and do things that you thought you couldn't. Beautiful listener, you are very capable. Keep stepping up. Trust that you can achieve the vision you have for your life and business if you have a business. Your career, perhaps. Comparing yourself gets you nowhere. Trust the divine timeline that is playing out for you. Just keep taking the next step, beautiful friends. Your presence and your commitment is an anchor to those around you. I encourage you to take a little time to reflect on your own ear. What are you proud of or celebrating? What challenged you? It's important to acknowledge that. What have you got through this year? What are the lessons that you're personally taking into 2023? Thank you for having me in your ears these past few months and for taking your time to tune in I look forward to our journey together in 2023 and I hope you have a restful, nourishing and joyful Christmas and New Year. And I'll be back very soon, my friends. Bye for now.